Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Anthony Heron on 670 The Score. Shot. For the better part of the next three hours, I am your voice. This is Anthony Heron on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Broadcasting live from The Score Hyundai Studios. Looking forward to tonight's show. Got three hours in store. Some awesome guests as per usual. Going to have a discussion in just a little while, really just a few short minutes with Cam Ellis, NBC Sports Chicago, Odyssey, talk some foosball with Cam, uh, talk a little bit about the upcoming NFL Combine, uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, cleansing, uh, I, I guess, uh, is, is something he's got going on right now that has people all aflutter uh, because there's you know just a, a, a slight limit in the amount of live sports to discuss, I think is a, a big part of why. That's so interesting, but it is Aaron Rodgers and you know Green Bay, future Hall of Fame, and all that, all those nice things as well. But he's uh he, he's got the world on a string is is what seems to be going on there. But be a lot that we can discuss with Cam as well, and you know in addition to just the, the Bears and, and what they need, what they've got going on over there also. So that'll be a fun discussion we'll have in just a few short minutes. But later on in the show, because there's been big news in the college hoop space, and I talk a lot of Big Ten basketball, Big Ten sports in general. And uh, Pablo Iglesias works at WKOW in Madison, so we'll talk to him about the Juwan Howard news suspended for the last five games of the regular season. Had Michigan basketball coach a Chicago win till Chicago wins. So uh, we'll get the the latest on that scenario and just how things played out uh, from that perspective. So looking forward to those discussions and also looking forward, as always, to discussing things with you. So Tech Zone brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online at rosenhyundai.com. Guests who will join me throughout the evening tonight, presented by Circle Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And we will have some open phone lines tonight. I will make it a point to get more of that in score listener line powered by BetQL. Save time, 
Shop online at rosenhunday.com. And, of course, plenty of baseball news happening uh, between the MLB owners, the MLB PA. So we will have our guy Bruce Levine who will join us in the second hour of the show as well uh, because uh, folks over the weekend started getting rather eager. Uh, folks began to, to anticipate that a deal might get struck. It's hard to imagine that something is, is going to happen in the, the coming hours, perhaps even coming days, but it's nice that it does at least sound like talks have, have begun, I suppose, in, in a little more earnest. I, I guess you know, maybe advanced is, is a, a fair way to say it also, but you know they're, they're at least negotiating now, which hadn't really been the case. The owners locked them out, and then everybody just kind of dug their heels in, and there wasn't a lot of really new news, but... With every passing week, at least here over the last couple of weeks, it does feel like out of the, the baseball negotiations during the lockout here that there at least is a little more positivity coming out of that back and forth between the owners and the players. So that's a good thing. I don't think anyone, especially out of the, the last couple of seasons, I don't think anyone around baseball necessarily wants to, to lose games, wants to, to have opening day delay. Baseball has had enough issues, enough black eyes here over the last couple of seasons. So I, I would imagine they're going to get something done. But Bruce will obviously be in a position to get us straightened out and know exactly what's going to happen there. So since we're going to have open text lines, open phone lines and everything throughout the show, you can hit me up at 312-644-6767. 312-644-6767 is the way to reach me while on air. And also, you know what? You can go ahead and hit me up on Twitter and Instagram as well. I am there at Big Ant Heron. Looking forward to some interaction. And uh, coming off the, the weekend I just had where I, you know what? I'd kind of gotten away from from posting many Ant, ant Bites picks uh, as of late. Just with the, you know, I, I do, I've done a lot of that just in football travels over the years using the hashtag Ant Bites. And I've been to New Orleans basically on, a, on an annual basis. So I was in New Orleans this past weekend, and it's certainly not anything out of the ordinary for me to be back in NOLA uh, doing that. Uh, I was there for, I mentioned it last week, I was there for the HBCU Legacy Bowl. It's the very first black college football all-star game, draft prep all-star game. It's the first of what hopefully will be many legacy bowls that took place. Uh, the, the great quarterback, black college football Hall of Famer Doug Williams was uh, the main sort of driving force, spearheading that game. And then also James Shaq Harris, another outstanding quarterback, another black college football Hall of Famer. I'm sure most of you, if not all of you, have heard of Doug Williams and what he did as the, the starting quarterback in Washington and winning the Super Bowl, first black quarterback to be a starting quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Uh, James Shaq Harris was the, the first black quarterback in NFL history who was named an opening day starter and started a full season and did so for the Rams during his playing career. So Shaq Harris was very, very happy. James Shaq Harris was very pleased with the Rams winning a Super Bowl. Uh, but a couple of history makers there who made some more history, even as they've advanced in age a little bit, what they've meant to their sport, what they've meant to African-Americans, what they meant just to the perception of African-Americans in athletics and beyond that, they continue to to be newsmakers and to try to push the discussion forward, to try to put push uh, representation and opportunity forward. So it was really cool. I didn't call it on television. I actually had a, a new experience for me. All the games I've called over the years and all the radio I've done over the years has, has all been talk radio. Uh, so I, this was actually the first time I called the game for a Sirius XM. So the game aired on Sirius XM NFL radio and on ESPNU radio. It was simulcast 
on both of those Sirius XM platforms. So it was just it was awesome to be, you know, I'm not I haven't necessarily been one to to make a lot of, of history myself, you know, at least not I guess not what would be considered or consumed as like broadly considered history, but I've been history adjacent quite a few times. I've gotten to be around some cool things in my in my amateur and professional career, my travels, you name it. So this this was another event that really felt like that and just beyond a variety of different athletes from all over black college football, then you you had most of the National Football League represented in New Orleans as well. So they showed up and it was it was an opportunity because the you know the NFL uh, NFL combine invitation list has has basically already been set but they've essentially sort of looked for additional avenues because the way that the the evaluation the scouting of HBCU football players has sort of diminished and adjusted in recent years here and it's been a big part of what's led to the last two years through the NFL draft process, only one HBCU football player has been drafted. There's certainly been more that have made active rosters in the National Football League, but a lot of what ends up happening is, you know, you get a, a bunch of different players, different schools in the same region. They kind of, you know, compile together. They have kind of one big pro day and at least see if they can get a number of scouts to come out for that. But obviously getting them in person at games, having that film evaluated, getting players in person with them, getting invited to the combine, to the NFL combine in Indianapolis, those things have been more difficult to come by in recent years. So one thing that they made it a point to do, you know, part of this, again, spearheaded by Doug Williams, James Shaq Harris, the Black College Football Hall of Fame Committee. They've worked directly with the National Football League and leveraged some of those relationships there. They began for the first time uh, just a few months ago in Indianapolis. They had the HBCU Combine. Well, a few weeks ago, not a few months ago in Indianapolis. So you had some of the top HBCU talent being evaluated there. And a number of those individuals were in that game in the HBCU Legacy Bowl that I called for Sirius XM this past weekend. It's a new experience. It's different. Calling a game on the radio as opposed to calling it as the analyst on television. You know, television is obviously the visual medium. You got, you know, I still had replay monitors up there with me, but you don't have a telestrator. You're not necessarily allowing the pictures to tell the story as much for you. Uh, But did have a really good time. I worked with a a new broadcast partner for the first time, which I I really enjoyed. So got a kick out of really a couple of new broadcast partners, I guess. I really think about it. A guy named Rob J who, is the the voice of Jackson State Athletics. So he works with Deion Sanders, Coach Prime. Obviously, Deion Sanders has been a a newsmaker and a playmaker throughout his entire career, uh, all all his amateur and professional exploits. So Rob J has been calling Jackson State football for decades at this point. So it was great to work with him and just you know be able to tap into to his history and his experience with HBCU football at large. And uh, he was, you know, it was was awesome to be, you know, he was really excited about that. It was sort of his first national opportunity, and he did an outstanding job. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, But also, uh, who, you know, I guess many of you would just think of him most most directly as Steve McNair's brother, but he's Fred McNair. He was actually the original Air McNair, and he's currently the head coach of Alcorn State University. And uh, Fred McNair, when he was a quarterback, was known as Eric McNair before Steve McNair came along a few years ago and then really just sort of, you know, lit the world ablaze and kind of 
you know, took over the, the sport at the FCS level and began, you know, became a guy who was in consideration for the Heisman Trophy throughout his college career before having a, a magnificent NFL career as well. So it was Rob Jay as the play-by-play. Uh, I was the main analyst. Fred McNair joined us on the air as well and, and provided his commentary. So it was just it was a lot of fun and a great weekend. And I ate a lot of food. And I'm in the midst of – I'm, I'm certainly – I wouldn't say that I'm trying to get back down to my fighting weight or anything along those lines. That would probably be a, a bit of an overstatement of my goals here. But to at least feel a little less round. You know, I mean, I, you know, tight-fitting upper body shirts that just kind of hug the shoulders and the chest area and, and suits. You know, most times when you guys see me, I'm in a suit on television somewhere. So I can cover some things up. So, I mean, you know, I'm – I'm not. I wouldn't go as far as to say like I'm. I'm not to the point where I'm just fully embarrassed about my body. But I, I know that I got a little work to do here. I got to get my act together a little bit. So I'm in the midst of of at least efforting that more than I normally do. While at the same time, I was in New Orleans for three days, and I ate you no know three four days. I was in New Orleans for four days, man. And I gotta say, I enjoyed it. And I and I ate. I consumed in large quantities. I love the food in that city. I'm, I'm imagining people within the sound of my voice have been to Nola. You know how they get down with all the, the seafood and everything else. You name it. Uh, the items that are, are must have on my New Orleans list, whether I'm there for four hours or four days. Like the, the shortest I'm usually there would be maybe one night. Uh, usually at least two nights. But this time, being there for about four days, I got there on a Thursday and came back on a Sunday. And I got to say, man, um, every time I go, I got to get catfish and I got to get gumbo. Now, there's plenty of other things that I enjoy when I'm there. I brought some pralines back because the last trip I was there when I called the Bayou Classic uh, Thanksgiving weekend, and I brought some pralines home and my son really enjoyed those. So, you know, we like to have treats that are available for the four-year-old just when he's behaving well for an extended period of time. And we get some treats for him. So... I haven't even told him yet. I brought pralines home because there's other treats that, uh, that his mom already got him and have made available to him. But got some pralines that I brought back also. But as far as just, you know, standard sort of entree type things, it is catfish. It is gumbo. But there's far more than that was consumed also. So had a, had a great time in New Orleans. Really enjoyed the trip there. And I'll, I'll maybe share a few more details about the about the Legacy Bowl, about my trip to New Orleans, about those things. Um We'll talk my thoughts on NBA All-Star Weekend as well since we're still in that respite. We've got a few days' time before things, uh, things tip back off in the association, but we'll get into some of that later on in the show as well. You know, I saw a lot, of, a lot of reaction about the dunk contest, about Elam ending, a lot of overreaction about a variety of things. No surprise there, especially in the Twitter sphere. Plenty of overreaction about Juwan Howard, in, in my opinion, also. So I'll, I'll get into a number of things throughout the show. But I'll take a time out. In a moment here, my guy Adam Studzinski on the ones and twos for me throughout the evening here. Got plenty I want to discuss with Studs as well. I know Studs, uh, I think it's fair to say you consider yourself an athlete, right? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, I'm not like a spectacular athlete or anything, but I have ran a few marathons <laughs> in my day. That counts, man. You, you've done more than most people. If you've run several marathons, you, you can with confidence consider yourself an athlete. Now, okay. Well, yes, I mean, I'm an athlete then. If you're like out there with a push cart and it takes you three days to do a marathon, that's a little different thing. But you, you run the entire way, I assume? Yeah, my best time was 421. Yeah, 421. Oh, if there's a four in the number somewhere, you, oh man, you're an athlete. And I, no uh, doubt. I, I will say it would have been closer to like 419 or so, but I stopped to urinate at mile eight, my last one. So that added, huh. a, added a couple minutes. Now, I thought, 
I thought you guys just like just keep it moving when that's going on during a marathon. Well, you can. I mean, that's, that that was my impression. Like you, you big time, like ultra marathon oh, types. No. And if you've done several marathons, then you you're yeah. really intense about no, this thing. No, I mean, I didn't know you guys stopped off at porta potties. Oh I yeah, you well just they have, let it happen for let the nature take its course <laughs> for the, <laughs> some of the more serious guys, like the ones that you know, the guys that like win might just let it go. <laughs> the guys, that but win. like because they're more concerned <laughs> about their time. That, that uh, I like, I was concerned relatively about my time, but I was really more like I want to hit four twenty for this the the one that I was running, and so I was. But you know, it was like I'm not so serious about it that if I stop and I lose ninety seconds because I had to mm-hmm. I had to urinate, then mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> I'm not so concerned about my time that you know it's it's whatever. Like I'm not. I'd rather not have that be all over me. <laughs> Plus, like, no. I still got to ride. I still got to get home after the race. Like, it's so it's going to be there for yeah. a while. You know, yeah, it's just you not. You don't want to smell. Yeah. You don't want to smell like that if you got to. Especially if you got to get home. Like, I don't know if you're driving home, public transportation, whatever. But that's not a Well, I, I don't think the CTA is like, I wouldn't be concerned <laughs> about that. <laughs> but I was meeting right friends after the race. The so, the yeah. Yeah, that's no, what CTA smells do. like that anyway, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, exactly, yeah. 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 You, you, you can fit right in with that crowd. There's no doubt there. Uh, but there are a number of things. I was gonna, I'm was i going to get Stud's opinion on a couple of different topics that relate to his athletic endeavors, competitiveness, movies, uh, because I was reminded of something just yesterday that struck a chord with me. So a lot that we will get into throughout the show tonight. But for now, we're going to take our first time out. I got Cam Ellis on the other side of this break. Going to talk all things concerning the sport of football. We'll do that next here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Yeah, let me just put this disclaimer out right away for the the uh, the few people watching that are tuning in just for a specific uh, maybe news or decision. There will be no news today, no decision on on my future. Oh, the voice of. Reigning back-to-back NFL MVP Aaron Rodgers. He was on the Pat McAfee Show today. He was on Instagram yesterday. Well, really, just last night. Uh, alluding to, well, he was showing gratitude. It, it certainly seemed to, uh, it garnered the reaction that I, I have no doubt he anticipated, he expected, he hoped for, that everyone was rather curious about what his future would hold no announcement was made today as you heard him say there on the pat mcafee show but folks all around the sports world waiting and wanting to know where the mvp will be next season i don't know i'm sure my guest here has at least a guess on what that may end up being joining me right now on the circle resort and casino in las vegas hotline home of the world's largest sports book is Cam Ellis. Cam of Odyssey of NBC Sports Chicago. You name it, you break it down. If it's related to football, Cam will be there for you. Cam, what's happening, man? I'm doing good. How you doing? Outstanding. You can find Cam on Twitter at Kingsley Ellis. Um, let's start there. Let's start with uh, with A.A. Ron Rodgers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When when you saw the, the IG post, what, what were you thinking may be in store? Um. He- you know, I sort of figured that this was going to happen, and I, I don't think I'm alone in that sense. I, 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 Aaron Rodgers has, like, one very specific play in this sense. Like, it, it is this type of mystery. Like, he, this is what he does in the offseason. He plays really good football, and then he does this. Like, these are his two things. So I, I, I don't know if I necessarily expected – a decision on a retiring or asking out, whatever it is, one way or the other. But but I knew that I knew that he was going to tease it in this very obvious, like Pat McAfee playbook way that he just does every single week. It feels like. What do you? I don't know. What What do you make of the fact that his career began as Brett Favre was doing this exact same thing? And while Favre did this, not only were the Green Bay Packers and Green Bay Packers fans twisting in the wind, but to a large extent, Aaron Rodgers was found twisting in the wind as well. And now, not only what we saw from last offseason where you you know you got Jordan Love and whatever un- uncomfortable circumstance comes from that, but now a second consecutive offseason where it feels like 
this same sort of approach begins. I I just that if anything surprises me just thinking back to the situation Rodgers found himself in and looking at the right. older all-time great on the way out and how Brett Favre played that out. It it does surprise me he's doing this exact same thing. Yeah, you know, it's funny because it like the Packers have such a a, a there's such a association with, you know, quarterback dysfunction, both coming and going in Green Bay, but while also having like an incredible run of quarterback play when it really matters. Like it, it's a sort of bizarre thing where like, I think, you know, 28 other teams in the NFL would love to have a, some quarterback drama once a decade for a couple of decades. But um, it is sort of weird. You know, I, I get the sense that, it, that the Packers are an organization that runs a very certain way. And, and it seems like that can rub certain players and certain personalities the wrong way. So I, I guess it doesn't surprise me in that sense, just because we quite literally saw it coming uh, a decade earlier, but it is sort of a, an odd wrinkle to a, a, a franchise that is so historically great at the position and great in general. Yeah. That's, that's the odd thing where you got both of these careers, one flows right into the other and both taking rather similar arcs where up, right. up to this point, Aaron Rodgers still just won Super Bowl, even though, you know, some folks certainly amongst the all-time greats, just as Brett Favre was as well with his one Super Bowl. Healy's made it to two. Uh, Rodgers has yet to do that. It's it's just a, a really, really odd sort of irony to the whole circumstance. Um, I'm wondering when you when you look at the the, the way the players and and their representatives with the NFL Combine and how mm-hmm. just a couple of days ago. Folks are talking about, all right, maybe some guys won't show up. Maybe some of them, if they do show up, won't participate in very much because of what the NFL initially had planned related to this this combine bubble. And after some agents spoke up, I guess, on behalf of their clients, um, it seems like the NFL backed off of that to a large extent. So what, what's the, the latest as far as you know it, about the this bubble that was going to happen and, and how much of it may still remain intact? Yeah, it doesn't sound like much of it is is going to remain intact anymore. I think the sort of NFL sort of stepped off of that pretty um, pretty quickly after they heard about it. It, it just sort of it, it feels like the combine is sort of a dying a, a dying breed, so to so to speak. Like there's it doesn't seem every year it feels like there's less enthusiasm for this event. You know, guys have pro days, guys have their individual workouts. It, it's like there's plenty of tape on these guys. The drills they're doing sort of aren't all that important to, 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 to overall evaluations, generally speaking, anymore. So it, is, it, it sort of just feels like another set of bad optics for an event that has just sort of dealt with bad optics year after year for you know, the last three or four years now. I think it just sort of speaks to the, the continuing disinterest in the event, and I, I think that ultimately we're going to see that this thing – either changes or, or or goes away in time because I just it doesn't seem like there are all that many advantages to it that can't be found elsewhere at this point. I think that's a that's an interesting way to look at it as, you know, cuz I 100% agree the the interest in it uh at least from from the participants perspective is waning, is diminishing mm-hmm. and it just doesn't feel as necessary. I'm wondering how do you see it potentially adjusting? I, there, there would probably be some steps between what we have right now and it just going away. Is there something you, you may be hearing or you read about that might actually be some way it, it would be adjusting in the seasons to come? I think, if anything, adjustments, maybe they would try and reevaluate what they're literally evaluating in the sense that you know, maybe the, the, the 40 being this marquee event, maybe that's not – 
You know, the, the maybe that's not the, the end-all, be-all anymore. You know, maybe the vertical jump isn't necessarily end-all, be-all anymore. I think they are, uh, between more and more guys sort of using their school pro days to, to, to do the, the same things basically in a more comfortable environment, uh, I think that you're going to see a, a bit of a more, a, a, I want to say maybe decentralized value on it. And and, and I think within the the, the you know, the, the weekend of the combine itself, maybe a, a change in drills to, uh, and evaluations because it's just, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot, uh, there's not a whole lot to learn from the, you know, six half dozen events that they have. So it, I think that if, if they're going to be changes made, I think those are the directions they would go. Talking to Cam Ellis here on the Circle Resort and Casino in Las Vegas Hotline, home of the world's largest sports book. Cam, our guy here at Odyssey Sports and of NBC Sports Chicago. You can find him on Twitter at Kingsley Ellis. Um, Going more specifically to the Bears here as the the Mm -hmm. tag day is upon us, are there – are there moves related to tagging? Is, is there any chance you see where the Bears are likely looking to tag anyone who's, who's currently on this roster? Um, I don't I – don't, it doesn't seem like it. I, I don't I – don't, I guess you never say never, and it's hard to get a, a feel with an organization that is relatively still new. But I think if it was going to be a clear front runner at one position or another, that it would, it would be – Maybe a little like less secretive at this point. You know, I think there's these, these things. Typically, there's a general consensus. You know, like people knew that Orlando Brown was probably going to get a franchise tag, and that's probably going to happen in the next couple hours, like next you know 24 hours or so. Um, and so there there tends to be a sort of a, a, a whispering, sort of you know, reportedly might be that that stuff tends to float up a little bit before these things become official and that has not been the case with the bears yet. So, you know, it's not going to be Allen Robinson again for a bunch of different reasons. Uh, I don't, I don't see someone getting it obviously, but I guess, you, like I said, you never say never. Um, you, they're always, you always leave room for surprises in the NFL. I feel like. And uh, you wrote a piece for 670thescore.com, odyssey.com slash 670thescore, just uh, related to the bears and coming off the Super Bowl and, and what, what lessons, if any, could be taken by them in just you know, this new regime trying to, trying to get the Bears to that stage that we all just watched play out in L.A.? What were some of your main takeaways on, on how the Bears could learn lessons from either L.A. and or Cincinnati? You know, I, I think that the Cincinnati example is very tempting because the Bears – it's very tempting for teams that for fans and you know teams that were bad and fans of that team to say, oh, this team was bad last year. Now in their Super Bowl, our bad team can do that. Like, yeah, that'd be great. Um, I, I don't think the Bengals have a long-term blueprint of success as the team stands right now. You know, maybe they go overhaul their offensive line like Kansas City did last year, and it's a whole different game. But the, the, the roster they have right now is not a a, a stud roster, so to speak. And uh, you know, I looked at the Rams on the other hand, and I go. Man, like, in, there's a world where the Bears could be the Rams, and and I mean that in the sense of the market is there, you know, the money is there, and, and maybe this organization isn't isn't as sold on throwing away draft picks just because of what just happened with Ryan Pace, and and you know maybe the McCaskies aren't throwing as much money as as the Rams are, but like I, I see that blueprint working for a team that plays in Chicago for a fan base like the Bears. Just because you know the, the, the city's investment is there, like they're they, they could be the Rams. I think it just it, it takes a organizational 
um, pivot in thinking that I'm not sure the Bears' uh, highest levels of management are quite ready for. Yeah, that's the thing. We're, we're we're not accustomed to seeing the Bears franchise as like these uh these high level thinkers who are you know several right, steps right. ahead of the opponents. Be nice, you know. Got some new leadership in place. Maybe that's plausible. But I, I agree. It's a, a little bit of a we'll believe it when we see it approach. Is probably the wise way for folks to evaluate this thing. Um, when when you're looking at what's in store for the the potential for you know Soldier Field versus moving to to Arlington Heights, how how quickly do you see something like that playing out? And what what how much of a difference in your mind can that ad- additional revenue can having sort of a an additional windfall for what's already one of the most lucrative franchises in sports can that really make that big a difference for the Bears in making the move? In theory, yes. You know, there there are a lot of financial advantages to building a state of the art stadium. Not only from the revenue that that stadium would bring in on a you know Sunday by Sunday basis, but the other events that it would bring in year round. You know, they, they would probably get one, and that's it. But they would get a Super Bowl. I think. Like I think it would just be you'd be too hard pressed not to at a certain point. So. Um, there, there's plenty of money to be made there that they're not necessarily making at Soldier Field. I think that it's a process that has plenty of years ahead of it to go. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if an official move is not necessarily, you know, if an official move is not far away. But I think there's a, you know, three, four, five, six years between an official announcement and playing in that stadium. You know, it took the Rams uh, roughly that long, so I, I can't imagine it would take the Bears any shorter amount of time. So. I don't think they're going to be playing in Arlington Heights in a brand new stadium, you know, and in Justin Fields' rookie contract, I'll say, I'll put it in that window of time. Um, but like, I, I do think it is sort of an, um, an inevitable aspect of the team at this point. And there are, you know, in theory, there are a lot of financial advantages to it, whether that money gets put back into the team as another debate for another day entirely, but the, 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 the revenues would be there. Last thing real quick before I let you run. Uh, now that we are in, you know, tag day has commenced and the off season is really upon us now post-Super Bowl, where do you think with the, you know, Bears cap situation could be better, could be worse, and we mm-hmm. you know the draft capital is, is on the limited side, but where do you think the, the focal points should lie for Ryan Poles? Um, you know, I, I think you want to, if I'm Ryan Poles, I want to, I want to, I want to get a more draft capital. I want to maybe think about trading down some of my earlier picks just because that is the way you sort of rebuild a team. And then that is how teams with new front offices start over when they're not the Rams and they're not throwing money at big, big name guys. So I, I think that has to be the priority. I, it is about as unexciting as off season plans get from a, from a writing standpoint, from an optics standpoint, but I think you just have to trade down and draft linemen and sort of deal with that being boring because that is sort of time and time again being shown as how you sort of rebuild teams from the bottom up. All right, Cam. I appreciate you, man. Outstanding stuff. We'll do it again. I appreciate it. Have a good one. All right, you too. That is Cam Ellis on Twitter at Kingsley Ellis. You can find all his work on the Odyssey app, 670thescore.com and NBC Sports Chicago. Phil, I, sh- I should let you know we added uh, another guest at the top of the 7 o'clock hour. My guy Lou Canellis from Fox 32 Chicago will join us to, uh, to talk about the current landscape, the Chicago sports scene. I've had so many discussions with Lou 
both off camera and on and just his sort of rich history and knowledge and covering sports in this town. And you've heard him plenty here on 670 The Score over the years as well. Wanted to get Lou involved in the discussion about a variety of things tonight. So we'll talk to Lou in just a few minutes at 7 o'clock. But when we return, I do want to open the phone lines. Uh, I I mentioned the Jawan Howard story. So I want to at least take a few minutes and lay some of that out for those who don't know the the latest developments there. But certainly give my thoughts on what happened with the Michigan basketball coach, that scuffle that broke out after the game between the Wolverines and the Badgers on Sunday. So you can give me a call 312-644-6767 or shoot me a text 312-644-6767. A little college hoops talk, Big Ten style, next on The Score. Interesting finish here, 77. Oh, see, and they're going at it. Oh, yeah. Howard and Guard are not happy right now as the two of them continue to have words. We told you Jawan Howard was not happy about that timeout. Yo, and Jawan Howard just threw a right hand. And now we got a scrum. We have a scrum in Madison. Players are pushing and shoving. This is an ugly scene. This is an ugly scene. Oh, my God. That's now courtesy of CBS Sports. That game between the Michigan Wolverines and the Wisconsin Badgers broadcast live on CBS. A lot of you around the Chicago area might have watched it on Channel 2. At least your grandparents might have watched it on Channel 2 because that's that's the channel most folks around town know as CBS. Uh, I still get folks in my family here and there like from trying to tell them, and especially in the past if I've done stuff on CBS or occasionally if they catch me on, on NBC, that sort of thing. And we, we still communicate in digits at times. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be on Channel 2. Because if I say, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll be on CBS, then, uh, well, all right, so which one is that? Is that ESPN? No, 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 no. No, that's just two completely different broadcast networks. Well, all right, so I'm a, yeah, I'm calling a game this weekend on NBC. Oh, okay. Uh, which which one? Is that Channel 7? No, 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 no. It's Channel Channel 5. Just go with Channel 5. That's cool. I'll I'll try to make sure, like my parents have gotten better about watching the the HD channels just because for so many years it was two five and seven they threw some nine and 12 in the mix here and there with wgn and and fox um but you know they they just got accustomed to those being the channels but now they're, they're much better about finding the hd channels for the better image you know they, they got these big expensive tvs and i'll still go to the house for years and they were still watching the analog version like man you, you, you spent the money on the tv can we at least can we flip it over to hd I don't know, for, for my sanity, just to at least feel like you're getting the, the full advantage of the, the funds that you've poured into your, your cable package and your TV and everything else. But that, that sound was courtesy, I digress, that sound was courtesy of CBS, and that was the voice of Andrew Catalan, who I thought in that situation, man, for, for a play-by-play who just, just picture what happened as, you know, uh, they, they had done a nice job late in that game between Michigan and Wisconsin, where Wisconsin took a sizable lead late in the second half, and then there were the, the late timeouts. Many of you may have heard about it by now. Greg Gard, Wisconsin, uh, took a couple of late timeouts because Michigan still had a level of pressure defense going. Now, you know, was it a full-court press with a double-teaming the ball every pass or anything? Not quite to that extent, but there was pressure in the backcourt off the inbounds by Michigan. So they were still playing hard. They didn't acquiesce the ball across half court so the clock could run out. Michigan still competing. So Wisconsin still competing 
as well. A couple of timeouts get called late in the game by Greg Gard. Juwan Howard takes exception to that. Andrew Catalan, the broadcast crew, they did a, a nice job even leading into that and sort of pointing that out. Like, oh, yeah, Juwan Howard, it looks like he didn't necessarily, didn't take too kindly to that, that timeout that Greg Gard just took. So they're about 15, less than a minute to go in the game. Then eventually the, the clock ticks away and you, you heard the sound there of Andrew Catalan. I thought I've, I've you know, told him this in, in the couple of days since then. He just, it's, just think about that where they're, they're literally going off the air. Normally when the handshake line is taking place, basically credits are rolling. You know, whomever is being thanked for their role in the broadcast, they're getting ready to toss it. And then a scuffle begins to break out. Words get exchanged, pushing and shoving ensues. And immediately as Andrew Catalan, who's, who's an outstanding broadcaster, he sort of transitions into, well, obviously – this is a big deal. This is a big moment that breaks out. So, I mean, you might get caught. And I've actually, on uh, Big Ten Radio, on my SiriusXM show, what was it, yesterday morning, interviewed a, a reporter who was there at the game, and he was talking about, like, you know, he's in the middle of looking down at his notes. You know, he's trying to file a story and have that ready to go as soon as the clock strikes zero, and then and, and the entire press row gets a sense of, oh, something else materialized here. Didn't see how it started, didn't see how it was going, but the broadcast crew has to transition in that moment. I thought they really did an effective job. The, the word punch was never used, uh, so I assume maybe Andrew Catalan has either punched someone before, or who knows, maybe he's been punched, but I think you know he was very effective in being accurate in that. I don't know if he's got outstanding eyesight or what, but there, there's been a, a lot of like, you know, he punched this guy, or those players came in doing this and that. But I thought, like, in the moment, as accurate as he was is really, really impressive because it's one thing. You expect a live sporting event to become chaotic at some point. But after the clock strikes zero, you're, you're really kind of on to other things. You're, you're, you know, Andrew might have been, like, zipping up his bag while he's kind of saying goodbye to everybody. And, the you know, the credits are rolling, essentially. And then here's... Words exchanged, pushing and shoving, hand being thrown, punches being thrown. And he described it all accurately. And at no point did he say there was a punch happening. But I thought he, he really captured the moment in, a, in, a, in what was a surprising occurrence in a really effective manner. And since then, so what's happened, you know, the Big Ten the very following day, that, that game was on Sunday evening. So the very next day, the Big Ten actually got together with the University of Michigan and, and determined – sort of a a sanction structure for Juwan Howard and Michigan basketball. Juwan Howard was suspended for the final five games of the regular season, so he'll be allowed to return for the Big Ten tournament and any um, preceding postseason games that would take place, any ensuing postseason games that would take place beyond there. A couple of the student-athletes, both Terrence Williams II and Musa Diabate, were suspended for one game. Wisconsin coach, oh, and and Juwan Howard was fined $40,000. It was the biggest fine in, in Big Ten athletics history, Wisconsin coach Greg Gard, who in the moment, I'm sure many of you have seen the, the image by now, Juwan Howard, as I referenced, upset by the, the late timeout, and I'm sure just upset by the, the team, you know, losing a game handily there. But, you know, add in the, the Greg Gard timeout, which, as I stated, you know, his Juwan Howard's team is still competing. So in my opinion, and frankly, I'm not a, not a slaughter rule, throttle it down, you know, type of guy anyway, that just doesn't tend to offend my sensibilities very much unless there's an opponent in harm's way because of it or something along those lines. But, um, you know, Wisconsin got their timeouts called. Juwan Howard, he's, he's bothered by that. They get to the line. Juwan Howard 
pulls his mask down to communicate to Greg Gard, I'm going to remember that. So Greg Gard, his version of it, he, he takes a moment. He's trying to explain to Juwan Howard why he did what he did. Juwan Howard's trying to do what they call the blow-by. He's not really trying to be a part of a, a full post-game handshake, not trying to have some detailed discussion. He's not in the mood for it. He had even hung back for a few moments to wait to compose himself before entering the handshake line. And then eventually he joined up. And as we have seen a number of times, when whether it's in football, when the coaches meet at half court, whether it's in hoops, when they meet along the sideline, plenty of blow-bys take place. Greg Gard wasn't interested in a blow-by. Greg Gard wanted a moment to explain himself. And so in that moment, he did. He, he put his hands on Juwan Howard, stopped Juwan Howard from walking by, and then things, things escalated from there. And so there were a number of escalating factors that went into that. You had a, a Wisconsin assistant coach that comes into the fray as, as a number of different bodies enter the fray. Once people can tell that these two leaders, these two leaders of men, these two head coaches, uh, two of the most prominent basketball programs in the country, Howard and Guard, uh, I don't know, face to chest, not exactly face to face. Juwan Howard, obviously much, much bigger and taller than Greg Guard, but, you know, they're, they're staring each other down. They're having words. Things are beginning to get heated. So now a whole bunch of other bodies. And of course, the bodies are already close together because of the handshake line. And we're going to talk in a little bit more detail about handshake lines a little bit later in the show. But that begins to, to escalate the matter as more more bodies, more heat enter into the fray. And so once that begins, then this assistant coach comes in. And I just, I, I the film, the mess out of this moment when I was looking at it Sunday evening, because you can see as Juwan Howard and this, whatever the assistant coach from the Badgers who came in, just adding to the fray, you know, it's certainly whether it should have or not, because of, you know, definitively Juwan Howard, in my opinion, overreacted to the moment but whatever the escalating factor was from this assistant coach who certainly didn't seem to be coming in playing peacemakers he's shoving folks around and he's looking in there and he's whatever he said and you can see i slow-moed it over and over and over again as Juwan howard is extending his right hand think back to i'm sure a lot of you remember there was a moment uh, when the Bulls played the Cleveland Cavaliers back in the day, back in the 90s, he had Danny Ferry who had like gotten a rebound and Jordan was there struggling, trying to get the ball away a little bit. And Danny Ferry does the whole thing where he's like clearing out, you know, clearing space with his elbows and he busts MJ in the chops with a bow. He just bows Michael Jordan in the, in the chin. And so MJ is, oh, you, you did that on purpose. You, you bleepity bleep. So MJ closes, just clenches his fist and cocks it back. And he's about, and you know, Danny Ferry is what, whatever, like four or five inches at least, taller than MJ. Michael Jordan's about to swing up to cold cock Danny Ferry, and then in the moment, MJ opens his hand. Like he starts with a clenched fist and then opens his hand just to mush Danny Ferry in the face. That is the, to me, that is the, the image I can recall as a, as a youngster looking at that play out like, oh, he was about to punch that man, and then something in his mind clicked that said, that's not a good idea, but I still want to contact this dude's face. And that's what happened with Juwan Howard on Sunday. If you look at it closely, a, a clenched fist begins. And as the arm begins to extend, there was some moment, whether in his unconscious or in his conscious mind, where he said, you know what? I really shouldn't punch this guy as much as I want to. So the hand opens while it's in route towards his face. And then it's sort of awkwardly just like, caresses the side of the, the Wisconsin assistant's head and, and ear and cheek. 
And then he pulls it back rapidly and clenches his fist again. It was almost like he's disappointed that he really, really wanted to lay this dude out. But that was whatever level of discretion that Jawan Howard didn't show in that moment. If there was any scintilla of discretion <laughs> that you could claim he showed there, it was that. He opened that clenched, that, that closed fist and opened it into an unclenched fist. It could have gotten much, much worse. It did get bad as student-athletes start throwing punches, so they get a one-game suspension. Jawan Howard gets a five-game suspension. An ugly scene that could have been much uglier, and in the end, I think the, the Big Ten handled it well. You know, I, I definitely don't think it was anything Jawan Howard deserved to get fired for. Never thought he would get fired. You know, the length of the suspension, figured, all right, they'll, they'll take a day or two, figure it out. They took one day. Uh, coming off of a weekend, off of a Sunday, acted quickly, acted together with Michigan. Big Ten wouldn't have even been allowed to fire Juwan Howard. That's not how they work. Their limits were a, a two-game suspension. So they got together with Michigan. Ward Manuel immediately put out a statement. Juwan Howard finally ended up, uh, he put out his apology statement the following day, yesterday as well. So we'll be in a position to uh, to start covering hoops again. And there, there's a lot of Big Ten hoops on tonight. But that became uh, the, the biggest story in the in the sports space in the basketball world for a little while there. Man, that, that just slow-mowing him, him extending his arm out. Uh, I've been there, done that. I know what that feels like. And yes, uh, I, I get you, Juwan Howard. Definitely not a punch, though. Uh, maybe, a, maybe an ear snatch, if you will. All right, I'm going to take a time out. we get on the other side of this break at the top of this 7 o'clock hour. We're going to talk some sports with Lou Canellas, all kinds of Chicago and a little Green Bay scene to discuss with Lou. We'll do that next on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 